Okay, you ready? Go. Hi, and welcome to Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and BeingFabulous.com. I'm Tommy Gable. I'm Camber Hill. Today is Thursday, July 21st, 2007. Two of a kind, for your information, we're two of a kind. Oh, I am so happy, happy. How are you today? I feel fabulous. Oh, I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, we were uh, talking last week about the 12 principles of thinking fabulous. Uh-huh. And the first of those 12 principles is, of course, authenticity mm-hmm. or living authentically. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Caitlin Crest on the line. Are you there, Caitlin? Woo! I'm here. Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, um, we wanted to ask you what you thought that meant when someone tells you um, or uses the term thinking authentically or living authentically. What, what does that really mean to you? Well, um, I think that what it really means to me is doing my best to stay in alignment with who I really am. And that's not always the easiest thing to do because we have so many outside influences. But whether I'm in the middle of designing an ad for somebody or whether I'm mentoring my teenagers or whatever I'm doing to just be as real as I can possibly be. And even as I say that, it sounds a bit cliche. You think? Yeah, I really do. Um, do you have a, an immediate um, recollection of a moment when you it would have been safer for you not to be authentic and to uh, bullshit your way through something, but in fact you decided to show up and the benefit of it? Um, this phone call? No, just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. No. Huh. <laughs> um, Good answer. Good answer. Um, I think we all bullshit our way through things all the time. And, I, and I'm deciding that that's part of the authenticity. I decided that actually a while ago. There are times when it's faster, quicker, easier, over with, done to tell somebody something they'll understand and go into the big, deep story. That's true. So, I mean, if that's what you mean by that, I um, I know better than to say, um, on a broadcast. <laughs> every time it comes out of me, I hear it. <laughs> Loud. yeah. Loudly, right, loudly. I just think that authenticity is the best thing in the world. And in fact, I've told close friends for years that uh, when I'm gone, I want people to remember me for that. And there are days I feel I fall short, and I don't know what that even means, but I think it's an ongoing process to reach for the truth of that in each of us. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're the perfect person to talk to then about this, aren't you? (laughs) I've given it some thought. Yeah, I guess you have. (laughs) Through the years. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Thank you, honey. Thanks for calling. Um, So, based on what she said... Okay. Um, she sounds like she puts the whole concept of living authentically into a day by day, moment by moment, mm-hmm. um, exercise. Kind of exercise. Yeah. What's your take on that? Well, I think that it's probably one of the uh, one of the great things that causes uh, consternation for all of us at, at all different. Um, aspects. For example, um, there are, here's a good example, at least uh, for uh, me, in regards to my sexuality. Being a gay man, you will find the most difficult time in the world is when you really start to 
name yourself and then walk with pride with that. Right. That when people show up in your space, even today I'll have somebody come up into my space and assume that I'm straight and ask if I want to come to a party and I can go ahead and bring a girlfriend if I want. And in that moment, I feel a wobbling of uh, consternation mm -hmm. and a considerable amount of power then comes up behind that so that when any question is asked that provokes me to have to give my truth I am absolutely prepared to do that so it doesn't even end here at 45 I'm still presented with situations where in that private aspect of my life I have to re-explain where I am and do it with a sense of pride I see. When it would, that's uh, authenticity or in work situations, I think we all can get compromised. I think everybody has to learn to not compromise themselves in professional situations, to put it more productively, uh -huh. so that you remain uh, telling the truth without coming up with a whole bunch of gibberish to sidestep the fact that somebody hurt your feelings uh, instead of having to slam another employee or slam down on somebody, but to stand up for the truth and for love in the most classy and polished way possible. Um. And I, you? I agree with you. Um, for me, authenticity is is more of a personal self understanding thing. Um, and you, you mentioned already the the duality that goes along with being a gay person. I think when you're when I was younger and gay and in the closet and I didn't really want people to know who I truly was, uh, I put out an image of myself that was, you know. In the closet really isn't a good explanation of what gay people actually go through when they're not out. Yeah, they're in costumes. Um, you have to act every day. You have to yeah. pretend you're somebody that you're not every day. And that's right. a really difficult thing. And what, what happens is you, you get used to the idea of projecting an image of yourself that you're not and keeping something that's more truer to yourself and to your heart someplace else. Right. Um, to me, being authentic means taking... I mean, because you don't have to be gay to have that kind of duality. I know someone who's very close to me, who believes, and at least it seems this way from a distance, he believes that he should be a husband. He believes he should be a pillar of society. He believes he should be a father because society tells him that these are what he should aspire to be. But in actuality, that's not who he wants to be. He wants to be the guy that goes down the bar, sits on a bar stool, and spends the night just drinking his face off. That's who he really is. <laughs> Society, or his wife, or his children, or his family, the people that care about him, don't know the world that who created. he really is. They have no idea who he really is. And if he could get those two together, I think he'd be a much happier guy. Right. Uh, I also know someone who thinks he should be in relationships, when the fact of the matter is he, he, he doesn't really want to be in relationships. He wants to play the field. So what does he do? He gets into relationships because he thinks that's where he needs to be. Right. And then he continues to play the field and breaks hearts. I right. mean, it's, to me, that's, that's what being authentic is, is like coming to terms with exactly who you are, knowing who you are, and then living that out loud all the time, bringing mm -hmm. the two dualities together. To me, that's what being authentic means. Right. And I, it's really um, would be a great course to come up with um, exercises to cause us to uh, reassemble ourselves, put us ba ourselves back together again, you know, piece by piece, in a way that really reflects um, the state of being that we are. Now, I think authenticity also doesn't really start happening until we're like, I mean, to really get a hold of it, I think it starts happening in your 30s. For men, by your 40s. Women in your 30s. The, coming to terms with the idea? Well, because or? we're... You, <laughs> 
work. We are just so disturbed tonight. It's amazing. I'm going to turn every phone we have off. Well, we're high in demand. You know, this is cutting we're edge. We're having a very important conversation that I do not want to cancel. And, uh, and I'm not going to let these silly phone calls in. And everybody's trying to reach one of us. And uh, so anyhow, um, by the time you hit your 30s or your 40s, you have begun to mature into a state of knowing who you are. Now, you've walked through 30 years or 40 years of picking up pieces of yourself along the way, splinters of yourself in college, you know, um, gr uh, pieces of grass of yourself from your childhood. And, but you have your, your teachers and students and parents and, and television and radio uh, projecting what you should be. And, and you're holding on to those big bunches of information and you begin to chisel away at it like a piece exactly. of marble to come I up agree. with who you are. I agree. I have a, a really good friend right now who is trying really hard to be in relationships because he really believes that that's you know that where the happiest place is. And it's it's taking me forever to convert him. I was like, look, the image that you have of what a relationship is, what it means to be married, is what you've learned from television. <laughs> Right. I mean, how many real relationships do you actually know that are you are, that you're actually involved in, where you can see that the the day by day, the dirty gritty part that is involved in actually living with somebody full time? Right. Uh, aside from your parents, they're going to show you what they want you to see. Right. Um, I I think, like you pointed out, media and society tells us, uh, and gives us ideals of what things they give us hangers to hang yeah. our cloak on that outfit that thing that our person is supposed to hook up to but um, I think that's when in the I think when it boils down to is some simple rules which is follow your the feeling inside of you that feels good follow what feels good I, you know I used to use it to um, to uh, molest uh, my fellow girls or boys when I was young it's like let's just do what feels good and I let's just do what feels good oh boy doesn't this feel good <laughs> it used to be my way to get into people's you know pants pants basically I was you trying dirty to young man. Uh, yeah well yeah well Where we were, we were the same age and um, <laughs> and so uh, but what I come to know now is that that really is the key to all of it whether you want to be a surgeon or you want to be a journalist or you want to be an entrepreneur or a nurse if that when that comes up for you or you want to be a writer or a dancer or you want to do canvas, if that feels really good, that's authentic living. And then to have the balls. To own it. Or the boobs. To own it, jump in on it. Exactly. And wear it. And know that the universe is going to support you 100% as, as you authenticize your sincere endeavor and willingness. You will have all the moral, emotional, and financial support and wealth to govern the rest of the days of your life. I agree with you. That's how the universe rewards us for doing what feels good. When we come back uh, in a minute, we're going to talk more about what it means to be authentic and live authentically. Uh, and then we're going to talk about a little bit about what we're going to talk about next week. All right. Um, I'm Tommy Gable. I'm Kember Hill. We'll be back right after these messages. Didn't that feel good? Get that out. Two of a kind. For your information, we're two of a kind. underappreciated, <laughs> unloved? Why not stop by thinkfabulous.com and give your life and your attitude a kick in the ass? <laughs> <laughs>
Thinkfabulous.com has been renovated with 12 new and interesting principles on how to live a fabulous and wonderful life. Not to mention a whole bunch of new, terrific Think Fabulous gear that you can buy online and have shipped directly to your home for you to wear. So stop by Thinkfabulous.com today. www.thinkfabulous.com So, just for the sake of argument, could you give me an example of how one might, maybe one of our listeners or somebody might be not living authentically or mm -hmm. living inauthentically so people can put themselves in the situation to understand? Yeah, I had um, an experience with a friend client just this week who it was uh, explaining to me how she's become lost in her relationship and the fear of not being able to be who she is. One of the partners is uh, the breadwinner and the other one is not, is a stay at home, keep the house running smoothly. And initially it was supposed to be two people uh, really creating a dynamic life, each one doing their thing. Well, it's become to, down to one being the one who carries all of the gold in the purse. And now the other partner has become more docile and is more concerned about raising a voice of uh, for what she wants to do and how she wants to do it and you be, you begin to shut down on feeling um, equal with your other with your significant other and your authenticity in everyday decisions begins to get quailed how how can she solve that problem if she really feels uh um compromised because she doesn't feel like she carries as much weight because she doesn't you know, pay yeah. a mortgage. Well, how can she the become first thing more is, authentic in that situation? The first thing is to recognize that uh, the first thing she has to do is she has to know that she created the situation. She didn't get victimized by by it. And there's a lot of um, that's not a really terrible thing. I mean, there's a lot of people in Darfur right now who don't even have teeth, let alone a bitching about the fact that uh, you know your all American family doesn't have everything they can do about it. But you have to own it. You have to go, well, look, right. you know, life, you still have to be grateful. Right. I am so grateful for everything that I have right now. I'm so grateful that my partner loved me and that I'm here and I have this freedom. So in that grateful heart, then you go, you know what? And I created this. Yeah. Well, I think she would also need to understand that just because a person is bringing in all financial, you know, capability to the house or paying the mortgage does not mean that they have all the value. Right. Um, a financial value is great. Yes, of course. But this other person must bring something to the relationship or they yeah, manages the life that she manages their you know, life and that has been a piece of the nuclear family in the united states for right. hundreds of years one person goes out yeah. and wins right. the bread and the the other person right. stays home and takes care of the house my my mom and dad did it's it. it's a very valuable position i right i would think that equally respectable equally respectable right. and sometimes um as far as i'm concerned because i know what that takes I think it, it deserves more kudos than, uh, than right. whatever value your friend is giving it, right. obviously. And especially, you wouldn't think, and I found it a little bit interesting that these are two very well-polished um, people who just lost sight of the truth of their fabulousness. They're so caught up in trying to get, they're so caught up in what could possibly happen tomorrow that they're, they're groveling over circumstances of today opposed to going, I am really grateful. Starting off right off the bat by saying, I'm grateful, I'm valuable, yeah. and here's where I am in this moment. And therefore, with that state of well-being, this is how I feel about what we're doing and what I want to do. Right. 
and you start expressing yourself back into a valuable asset into the whole body of being. I think she should really exactly reevaluate the situation instead of saying, oh, this is where I failed. I'm not living up to my end of the bargain. I think she should look at it realistically and say, this is the value that I add to this situation and this is where we are right now. And then live it out loud. And just like, "This this is what we're doing. You know, the thing I think we have to become which is, you know, ironic in the, how we make fun of it. But we have to have a really good salesperson inside of us yeah, to sell ourselves. Exactly. You need to hire a salesperson from the seat of your soul to sell yourself to yourself so that when you come up and you show up with everybody else, <laughs> they know, quite frankly, due to all your own sell sales, that you that are, you the, are the You're it. <laughs> yeah, you're you're the, the bell of the ball. <laughs> exactly and then when you show up, then everybody's so much happier that you're there, even you. <laughs> what a concept. And then you start believing it. And then they start and getting on exactly. track with you and your fabulousness, and they encourage you to expand and grow and become more. It'd be like having Ella Fitzgerald in your living room and saying, I'd really rather you mop. <laughs> Can you just get the mop out? And now I think it's uh, you know you need to sing. You're right, and it's so much easier to be authentic with your life. Yeah, if you're happy with it. Yeah, you need to be happy even if you're a good duster. I agree. You know, this has been the first of twelve episodes of the Twelve uh, Principles of yeah. Thinking Fabulous. Yes, the road to fabulousness. This one has been about authenticity. I'm Tommy Gable. I'm Kember Hill. When we come back next week, we are going to talk about what's number two on the list. Um, you know. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Integrity, I believe. Integrity. Yes. Uh, great having you. Thanks for yeah, showing and up. Thanks for, for Caitlin Kress with Zephyr Graphics for great. being willing to uh, start throwing the punches on ideas. No kidding. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad I could be here for you. Talk to you next week. Bye. Two of a Bye. kind. For your information, we're two of a kind Two of a kind It's my observation, we're two of a kind Peas in a pod, birds of feather Alone or together, you'll find that we are two